This is Because I Said So, parenting advice with love and leadership from the nation's leading parenting expert, John Roseman, syndicated columnist, author, conference speaker, and the only psychologist to point out that psychology has caused more problems than it has solved. From American Family Radio, here's your host, John Roseman. Well, hello, everyone out there in American Family Radio land. The show is called Because I Said So. It's all about what in America today is called parenting. I'm your host, John Roseman. You can find out more about me, my ministry, books, speaking schedule, etc., etc., by going to John Rosemond, that's J-O-H-N-R-O-S-E-M-O-N-D dot com. Glad you could join us wherever you are. I hope you're enjoying the show or will enjoy the show. On this program, which, by the way, airs exclusively on American Family Radio, 6 o'clock Eastern, 5 o'clock Central, every Saturday afternoon or evening, however you refer to it, in whatever part of the country you are in, I often refer to post-modernity, which is the term given for the socio-politico-cultural times in which we are living, which we have been living in since the mid-1960s, when a dramatic paradigm shift took place in America and we became a postmodern progressive culture. The centerpiece of postmodernity is relativism, the idea that there are no standards, that idea began, and it's a sort of a creeping idea. Once it gets its foot in the door, and it very definitely got more than a foot in the door in the 1960s, it's nigh unto impossible to get the foot back out again. And in fact, over time, what happens is you get a leg and then another leg, and then uh, hips, and then a torso, and then arms, and then the head, and pretty soon full-blown post-maternity is upon you. I think I pronounced that post-maternity. No, it's post-modernity. M-O-D-E-R-N-I-T-Y, post-modernity. In other words, we are past the modern period. We are into the postmodern period, the centerpiece of which is relativism, the idea, again, that there are no standards. That, that, that idea begins with the notion that there are no fixed, immutable standards concerning right or wrong, good or evil. And I was there in the late 1960s when this was happening, and I was a psychology student in undergraduate school and then graduate school, and I didn't really understand what was going on around me culturally during that time. I participated in it. I was a campus activist, a leftist, a uh, proto-socialist, campus organizer, Hippy, flippy, dippy, and all the other ippies that you can uh, name. I, I was everything. And by, and by the way, I, I was an atheist, as one might uh, conclude from all that, but I regret none of it. I am absolutely convinced that all of it was part and parcel of God's plan for me, that he was preparing me for this ministry, 
of which you are getting a taste of uh, as you listen to this program. And uh, I look back and I realize along those lines that there is no way that I could be of help to today's parents in the ways that I hope I am, unless I understood the 1960s, the countercultural aspect of the 1960s, as well as I do, because I was immersed in it. Just to give you an idea of how immersed I, uh, the way I made my living from 1965 to 1972, when my second child was born, and I, I realized uh, somewhat belatedly that the living that I was making was no longer tenable with two children. I made my living playing in a working rock and roll band. We used to open for, if you're younger than 40, you probably don't even know the name, REO Speedwagon. So that ought to give you some sense of how much of a counterculture radical I was. And I can assure you that, you know, that all of the stuff that is part and parcel of postmodernity came out of the late 1960s, the cultural revolution, the paradigm shift, whatever you want to call it, that took place uh, during that time. And it extended into the 1970s by maybe three or four years. It, it is absolutely amazing. I mean, we entered the 1960s one America. We exited the 1960s, a completely different America. We entered the 1960s, a culture that was relatively conservative in its worldview, its collective worldview. And we exited the 1960s, a culture in confusion concerning its culture view, its worldview, its definition of itself, and uh, its definition of uh, right and wrong. And the uh, post-modernity, the, the relativism inherent to post-modernity has progressed now in America and in other cultures as well, uh, not all, but cultures that tend to look to us for a model of what is the right way to, to go culturally has progressed to the point where now gender, your gender is not defined by biology. Supposedly, your gender is defined by some idea that you have about yourself in your head. So, for example, I mean, to be rather obvious, if you are biologically a male, and by the way, these people, these transgender people, as they call themselves, uh, LGB, it's the T in LGBQT, they do not deny, I've talked to several of them, they do not deny that biologically they are, for example, male, or biologically they are female. But they insist that their biology does not define their gender, that as one young lady, 17 years old, put it to me, I am free to think of myself in any way I choose. See, this is relativism, folks. This is a, a, a statement that is pure in its reflection of relativism. I am free... I, me, the almighty I am, I am free. I am my own God, and I am free. 
to determine my gender, to think of myself in any way I choose. And she said, the 17-year-old, I choose to be a male. And I said to her, well, uh, would I be free to, to be a squirrel? And she looked at me with sort of a shocked expression. I'm sure she didn't expect that answer. I said, am I free? If, if, if biology does not define gender, then I'm intrigued. Does biology define species? And she said, well, that's different. I said, I don't think so. I said, uh, if, if you are biologically, by admission, if you are biologically a female, but you insist that you are a male, then why would I be prevented from insisting that I am a squirrel or a turkey, which uh, people have sometimes accused me of being. But why would I be uh, constrained by some boundary around one's thought process to uh, why would I be constrained and prevented from claiming legitimately that I am a different species? And at that point, she didn't want to talk anymore, which I, you know, I understand she didn't want to talk anymore because she was talking to a person who was, uh, I dare say, a lot smarter than she was. And she understood that if she continued to talk to me, that I was probably going to rock her already fragile little world. And she did not want that. So, folks, uh, you know, the left in America and the left in other cultures has uh, identified with postmodernity. So when we talk about postmodernity, we're talking about a leftist, socialist, communist point of view. The people in question have no fence around their thinking. You see, we Christians, we have a fence around our thinking. It's called God's word. So God's word prevents us, if we check in with it on a regular basis, it prevents us from becoming confused about issues such as gender and right and wrong, and just in general terms, which way is up. The Bible tell you, tells you which way is up, which way is down, which way is right, which way is wrong. And the Bible is very clear that God created two genders defined by biology, that he intended to join together in pairs, male-female pairs, not male-male, female-female, two males and uh, a female, et cetera, et cetera, one male, one female. And uh, if you are a Christian, uh, because you can consult, I mean, a legitimate Christian, you know, as opposed to somebody who just kind of is a casual cultural Christian, I call them, uh, you you check in with God's word whenever you're unsure of something, and you can determine by checking in with God's word what the truth is concerning that particular issue. And that's what keeps us from wandering into the dark wood as William Blake put it, that liberals, socialists, communists, postmoderns are wandering around in. Scripture is the fence for us. Those guys have no fence. 
They just wander. So there's a new law in Canada that reflects all of this. And right after the break, I will describe this new law and talk about it to some degree. Please stay with us for more provocative stuff. Welcome back to the show. I'm John Rosenden. The show is called Because I Said So. For future reference, American Family Radio every Saturday afternoon or evening, depending on where you are and what you call it. Six o'clock Eastern, five Central. You can do the math on the rest uh, all across America. And AFR stations exclusively, by the way. I want to thank AFR for giving me this opportunity to extend my ministry beyond the parameters of my syndicated newspaper column and my books and my public speaking engagements. Thank you very much, Tim and Devin and everybody there at American Family Radio. You guys are the best. So before uh, the break, I was talking about post-modernity. And, and folks, the reigning rule, and, and mind you now, I am a psychologist. The title psychologist is what is known as a restricted title. You cannot say I am a psychologist unless you hold a license from the duly authorized psychology licensing board in your home state. And so I am licensed by the North Carolina Psychology Board. They do regret the day they ever gave me a license. And and some people laugh when I say that, but it is the absolute truth. And they would love to take my license away from me. And and if you've been listening to the show for the last 15 minutes or so, you already know why. I am a psychological heretic. I do not believe that there is any way to reconcile psychology with a Christian or biblical worldview. I believe that people who call themselves Christian psychologists are kidding themselves, fooling themselves, and fooling other people, and very destructively so in uh, both respects. There ain't no such thing as a Christian psychologist. A biblical worldview and a psychological worldview are worldviews apart, if you will. So anyway, uh, the uh, reigning religion of postmodernity is psychology, and psychology is a leftist ideology. It is a socialist ideology. Now, let, let me mention this, that not all people who call themselves psychologists are leftists. They are, there are some who are conservatives. But I maintain that if you are a psychologist and you are a Christian and you are a conservative and you call yourself a psychologist, that you are confused and you need to resolve your confusion. And by the way, if you listen to the show, uh, maybe you'll become less confused. Uh, I was confused at one point in time. Because I am a psychologist by license, I am a Christian, I am a uber-conservative, and I was confused about all that at one point in time, and I am no longer confused. So if you listen to the show and you fit that category, uh, maybe you, too, can become unconfused. So anyway, uh, you know, the the uh, psychologists are are 
actually, I'm going to use a, a sort of a paranoid term, conspiring with leftist political forces in Western civilization to establish, for the purpose of establishing a leftist, socialist, worldwide, one-government utopia. And in order to do this, they have to corrupt the youth of America and Western civilization. They have to. Karl Marx said that. Uh, that in order for socialism to succeed, the loyalty of the child had to be transferred from the family to the state. And, and so that's what leftists are doing. They are trying to lure children into assigning their personal loyalties to the state. And the state is promising young people and has been for quite some time that if you will subscribe to us, if you will assign your personal loyalties to us, we will make your lives better. We will give you things. We will make your parents by law pay for your medical insurance until you're 26 we will give you free medical care. We will ensure that if you're not employed, uh, you get a monthly check anyway for being lazy and playing video games all day. And America's public schools, folks, in my estimation, but it's not only my estimation, are intimately involved in the attempt to lure children away from loyalty to their families and into loyalty to government institutions, government bureaucrats, government leftist political entities, and so on and so forth. So here's the latest iteration of this. Uh, Ontario, Canada, the parliament or whatever it is, in the uh, great leftist nation of Canada just passed a law that allows the government to intervene if parents of children with gender identity issues, in other words, confused children, don't accept their children's gender expression. So in other words, if your child comes home, you're in Canada, and your child comes home from school one day, and he says to you, I've decided, you know, he's a boy, he's your son. And he says, I've decided I'm a girl and I want you to stop calling me Chris and to call me Christina. And the parents say, well, that's ludicrous and we're not going to cooperate in that. The child goes back to school the next day, tells his counselor, who is a, a you know, fellow traveler, a leftist, communist, socialist sympathizer, and and that's what they are, folks. I, you know, that's what they are. They may deny it, but that's what they are. And the uh, counselor calls the Department of Child Protective Services, and they swoop in uh, on black helicopters, and they snatch your child out of the home because you refuse to cooperate in the fact that he is disturbed and confused concerning his gender. Uh, the, the law in question is known as the Supporting Children Youth and Families Act. Supporting. <laughs> no, much. Supporting. Supporting the confusion of children 
and supporting the destruction of Western civilization. That's what it is. It's the supporting confused children and the destruction of Western civilization act of 2017, Ontario, Canada. Uh, what a breakthrough th- this is. I don't know. Is, is, uh, is it Christian to call people idiots and morons? I, I don't know. But th- th- those words, I- I'm sorry if they're sinful, but they come to mind because the Ontario Parliament overwhelmingly passed this act 63 to 23. So there's 63 moronic idiots in the uh, Ontario, Canada Parliament. And only 23 of about, uh, let's see, what would that be, 85, 23 of 85, less than one-third who can think reasonably straight. The new law stipulates that children's services workers and family judges take into consideration uh, what we're talking about, folks, is the parenting Gestapo. That's what I call them that they take into consideration a child's race, ancestry, place of origin, color, ethnic origin, citizenship, family, diversity, disability, creed, sex, sexual orientation, gender identity, and gender expression when determining whether or not a child will remain with their parents or be taken from their parents. The Minister of Child and Family Services in the great, whatever it's called, what do they call it up there in Canada? It's not a state, it's a a something else. Uh, The Minister of Child and Family Services in Ontario said that parental discrimination against a child on the basis of the child's gender identity is, quote, a form of child abuse. What? Telling your child he's confused and you're not going to cooperate with his confusion is a form of child abuse. Folks, let me tell you, the Bible is clear that parents are there to teach children how to think straight. Check out Deuteronomy chapter 6, verses 6 and 7. Uh, that's a parent's primary responsibility, in fact. But, but you see, folks, here's what's going on. The left has decided, and therefore it is, because the left is the self-appointed deity of Western civilization in this postmodern age. Anyway, this minister of Child and Family Services went on to say, it's abuse, and if it's within the definition of abuse, the child can be removed from that family environment and placed into protection where the abuse stops. And the act has also deleted previously established a wording that allowed parents and guardians to raise their children under their own umbrella of faith. So in other words, the state's definition of how you should raise your child trumps the Bible in Canada. All righty then. So a fellow who's the senior political strategist for the Campaign for Life Coalition noted that Quote, with the passage of this bill, we've entered an area of totalitarian power by the state such has never been witnessed before in Canada's history and that the new law is a threat to people of faith. Bingo. Make no mistake, he said. 
This bill is a grave threat to Christians and all people of faith who have children or who hope to grow their families through adoption. And he went on to lament that the Catholic Church and other mainstream denominations in Canada have raised no voice of protest against this. Right, because those mainstream denominations, including the Catholic Church, check out the Pope, folks. He is a leftist. He is a postmodern. Are in collusion with the leftist attempt to establish their perfect world in which everybody can choose their own gender and sooner or later species. So anyway, folks, uh, that's the bad news. The good news is that God's in control. All things are happening according to his will, and I'm okay with it. Thanks for joining us. Please join us again next Saturday, 5 o'clock Central, 6 o'clock Eastern, American Family Radio. God bless you all.